So this is our last evening service for the year, and we're going to, normally we end the year with a banquet where we have the table set out, and we eat together, and we just celebrate together. So with this fourth wave just being a bit more contagious, um, we are not doing it, um, because normally we would pass food to one another. Um, So we'll do it hopefully again next year. But tonight is a bit more celebratory, um, like focused on the goodness of God and just who He is and what He has done. And I know that this past year and maybe even longer has not been the easiest, but God has been consistently faithful. God has been consistently good. And tonight we want to put the glory and the focus where it belongs, and that's solely on God. And I know there's a lot of other stuff that can be consuming our minds and stuff that we can be fearful of, things we can be anxious about. But tonight we want to solely fix our thoughts and our focus on, on God and His goodness. So I want to read for us from Psalm 145, and I'm going to read the whole, the whole psalm. I will exalt you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will, and I will praise your name forever and ever. I want to stop and interrupt myself. I just feel that when we read this, it, it calls for like that... Um, what do you call it, that encouraging music background that like lifts the scripture. Um, yeah, I don't know, you guys also feel it. Do you guys feel it? Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I will ex- exalt you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Say that with me. Great is the Lord. A bit louder. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power to make known to the sons of men His mighty acts and the glorious majesty of His kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways, gracious in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear Him. He will also hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless His holy name forever and ever. Let's just stand.
want you just to take a moment and just close your eyes. I want you to know that you being in church tonight is not so much because you are a faithful churchgoer or maybe you responded to a prompting of God to come to church tonight for the first time. But you're here tonight because God has ordained for you to hear and receive from Him tonight. God, we want to thank You that You are that you are so far beyond our understanding, Lord. And your ability to minister to every single one of us individually tonight, Lord, goes beyond what we can comprehend. But I thank you, Lord, that tonight you have a desire to meet with us. You have a desire to make yourself known to us. You have a desire, Lord, to speak into every fear, every pain, every hurt, every disappointment, every anxiety. You have a desire to celebrate with us, Lord, every joy, every hope. You have a desire, Lord, to be present and comfort us through every sadness and every heartbreak and every moment of grief. You are the God of all creation, the living God. God, Emmanuel, who's with us tonight. And tonight we want to lift your name up, Lord, amidst everything that's happening in in our lives in the world today. We want to lift up your name. We want to praise the name of the only living God. I want to, I want to dare you to be brave as we, um, as we go into this first song so the band can transition into... Um, the, the, the upper beat melodies to, in, in such a way to encourage our souls. But I want to dare you to be brave and where you are to start proclaiming just the goodness of God, proclaiming a heart of thankfulness towards God, but in such a way that your neighbor cannot hear themselves think. All right? Meaning that it's an audible outside voice. Okay, so who's going first? Come on. Okay, just to help with that, I think let's switch that light off. Switch as much of the lights off so you don't feel embarrassed. Not that you should feel embarrassed for God, right? But I really feel that we should praise God with all that we have today. I know sometimes saying it and doing it is something different, right? But we're going to do it today. Not just gonna, even this one. This like, feels like I'm in heaven. <laughs> Can we fade it out a little bit, a little bit more? We're going to worship God, right? So just one more time. That was an awesome praise. Like by yourself though. No one even joined you. So let's do it again with Miller this time. So one, two, three. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. The greatest day in history. And dead is beaten. You have rescued me. Sing it out. Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Turn it out, Jesus is alive. He's alive. Happy day, 
guys should come on stage and just show, show us how it's done. Come on, Jamie, just do it. It's amazing. I love that we can worship God freely. You know, I was so confronted even in this past week that we are privileged, so, so privileged that we can come into a place, gather together and worship God for all that He has done. Today we're going to do that, right? We're going to try our best to just lift up the name of Jesus with all that you can. And it might look different for each of us might not look the same because I can't dance like Jamie. I really can't. But if you want to move around in this place and you want to maybe walk around, feel free. You don't have to sit where you are. Just worship God how you feel. My Savior, Redeemer, lifting me from the mighty clay. 
never be the same Cause you came near From the everlasting To the world we live And Father's only Son You lived And you lived And you died You rose again on high And you opened the
for in this year, let's just start to thank God for that.
welcome you to take your seat. We're going to stay just in an atmosphere of praise and worship. Uh, so the band's not going anywhere. Um, I think there's a, there's a space now when we're just singing and saying uh, we proclaim our love for Him. And um, yeah, when just before Kaidan said, let's just sing like just in your own words. Let's just start thanking God and praising His name. What a privilege it is for us to be able to commune with the creator of the universe, that we can speak to God, we can, we can talk to God with the full assurance that He hears us, um, not a, a hopeful, yes, I hope my prayers go somewhere and that maybe they get heard, but that we, we have full confidence and assurance that God hears us. Um, I'm going to ask Zewe to come up. I can see nothing, guys, from here. Um, so Zewe just got a short testimony that you'd like to share with, with us as a church. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Zewe, to those that don't know me. And I'm standing here before you guys with gratefulness in my heart, with thankfulness in my heart. Um, I just want to share a, a, a testimony of prayer, about prayer. Um, early this year, I had a dream where I saw, like, you know, the Noah's Ark where he kept all the animals in. And I had a dream where... <coughs> all the animals were led out and everything just spring, sprang out of the cage. It was a cage. And everything just sprang out and ran and all that. And I didn't understand what it meant. I didn't understand what God was telling me. And I wrote it down on my journal. And I kept on praying about it. And as time went by, um, I, was, I was a very caged in person. I wouldn't share what I was going through with anyone. If I share, I wouldn't share the full um, story or anything. And I've learned to open up myself to be vulnerable to people and to allow people to come into my life and also um, people to pray for me because I didn't want people to pray for me. And I've allowed myself um, for people to pray for me, pray with me, and God just said to me, those were your emotions, everything that we have bottled up all the years, everything that was holding you back to be who you are, to, be, to fulfill what I have called you to do. I've let it out and I've allowed people to plant seed in my heart, to plant goodness in my heart and to pray with me, to pray for me. And for me, it was very encouraging. So I encourage you all, if you are like me, you bottle things up or you don't want to open yourself to people, open yourself up to Jesus. Open yourself up to God and he will lead your way and he, he will fulfill every desire that you want. And I was looking back in my journal, I'm like, I was ticking off all the prayers that I've written down. I'm like, God, did you, we really answered every prayer that I wrote down. And for me, it was really good because through the power of prayer, through allowing church family to be with you, to stand with you, 
and allowing myself to be vulnerable um, in such a manner where I've allowed God's spirit to work in me and not me controlling my life or controlling what I want in my life. So that's my encouragement to everyone to pray. Come on. Thank you, Siziwe. Yeah, I think, um, there's, I think there's a lot of prayer testimonies that have been taking place. Like when lockdown started last year, we started very intentionally praying together nonstop as a church. And um, what an incredible space where we get to commune with God, but also, like Siziwe said, commune with one another. Um, and we get to see God move. Jesus says that you have not because you ask not. Um, so sometimes there's stuff that we desire God to do in our lives, but He's asking us to step into a place of prayer where we call on Him, we, we um, persist with Him. I think that's one of the things that I so appreciate about God is that He allows us and He invites us to wrestle with Him, like the story of Jacob. Um, you might walk away with a limp, um, but God allows you to wrestle with Him. And, and I think sometimes God calls us into that space of wrestling with Him in prayer, not just for ourselves, but also for one another. Um, I do want to open the floor a little bit. I don't know if there will be any responses. But if there's anyone here tonight who'd like to share a testimony of what God has done in your life this year, um, you know, I want you to come up <laughs> if there's anyone. If there's no one, it's also okay, but I'm going to wait a bit. The Bible says that um, in the book of Revelation, it says that by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we overcome. And um, there's such a great space where God stirs up a testimony in our lives of who He is and what He has done that serves as an encouragement to ourselves where you reflect back and you look at the things that God has established and done in your life. And we speak about these pillars of faith that you get to look back to. So when you face a new obstacle or a new challenge or whatever that requires faith, you can look back and you can reflect on where God has been faithful. And then on the grounds of God's past faithfulness, you can step into the space of saying, God, I'm trusting you to remain faithful. But then our testimony is also an encouragement to other people where um, people might not believe in God. They might not believe that God still works in the way that the Bible tells us God works. People might not believe that God can work in their lives, that they might, um, they might have read stuff, but they've lost hope that, that God can still do something in their lives. And our testimonies stirs up faith in one another. And it almost um, ushers us into a space of receiving more from God that we can, can sometimes do on our own. So in Hebrews, the Bible says that we, we, we do not neglect meeting together so that we keep on encouraging one another and stirring up one another with love and good works. Um, so anyone that would like to come and share something? Anyone else? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sean. Hi church, how's it going? I'm Sean. Um, yeah, so Jay and I, uh, she, Jay's my wife, we've been uh, dancing away there in the front. And um, that's part of kind of, I guess, the testimony that I want to just share. Um, this year, I think God has really challenged me just on a fear of man, which I think is a common thread for all of us. We live in a society 
like full of social media, very judgmental. We're super worried about how we look, how people see us, what they think about us. I think we face this every day. Um, and I remember being a student and just like not caring. It was just actually so great when I reflect back on it. Um, and, you know, I, I, would, I would worship happily in front of a thousand people and not care because I'm not worshiping in front of them so they can see me. I'm worshiping a God who is far bigger than them. And I just reflected this year and was like, yo, Lord, I'm not just talking about that element, but, but yo, I've really developed this fear of what people think and where does this come from? Um, and it was one of the things that God really broke in my life when I first came to faith. And yet it's so funny that we trend back towards our old crutches and our old weaknesses. Um, and I just was in, encouraged, um, even this morning, the idea and just arriving to work today, um, listening to an audiobook, and, and the speaker was speaking about how we serve a God that is not a dead idea, but a risen Lord. And so when we, when we pray to God and when we worship Him, we are worshiping a God who's alive and who's in front of us, and who's with us. And the Bible says where two or three are gathered, He is here. So God is here. And just because we don't necessarily see this blinding light, God is here in front of us. And when we worship Him, we worship, we are talking to Him, we are praising Him. And yet, so often, we are more concerned about the people around us. And it's, it can be quite intimidating because God said, if you're ashamed of me in front of others, then when the time comes for me to claim you as my own, I will be ashamed of you. And that is quite daunting to think God deserves our praise. He deserves our undivided attention. And that was just a breakthrough for me. But spilling over into my work life, I found myself growing increasingly more aware of what people were thinking of, of me and becoming more uh, kind of bondaged by that. And I've really just experienced the breakthrough the more I kind of lay it at God's feet and say, God, your opinion is the biggest thing that I care about. And if you're proud of the work I'm doing, if you're proud of the way I'm loving on the people I'm working for and how I'm doing that, then I don't care what anyone else says about me or thinks about me. I'm doing this for you. Um, yeah, amen. Thank you, Sean. Awesome. Thank you, Sean. Anyone else? There's no lights there, but it's, a, it's okay. <laughs> Hello. Uh, okay. Hi, everyone. Oh, it's different being on the side of things. <laughs> um, so my name is Raisa. I think I've met a lot of you guys. And uh, just very happy to be here this evening and for the last quarter of the year since, since I've, I've started coming. And um, I really had no intention of starting to come to church again this year. Um, but it seems to happen a lot in my life where it's like, I don't have an intention, but God has a plan, right? So he kind of just lays things up and um, brings me back to him. And uh, I know a lot of you probably know what I'm talking about. It's like you subconsciously or unconsciously step away a little bit and then God is like, but I miss you. Please come back. Come spend time with me. And it's so special. So, um, yeah, this last quarter of this year has been so much better than the first three quarters um, 
in big part because of every nation and all of you. And um, I was having a chat to Sinead outside one of the evenings when I was here, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to just check out some other churches, see what happens there. And the same evening, when Yaku was preaching later on, he's like, you can't be church hopping, you know, you need to plant roots as if, <laughs> as if he's talking directly to me. And then I was like, mm, okay, God, I hear you. Maybe, maybe here is where I need to be for a little bit. Um, <laughs> so that's my plan for 2022 is to be very involved here. I've only been able to do one outreach because of when I joined church. We went to the, um, what is it? Rock of Faith. Yeah, we went there and oh, I gave like this much of time and it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal really in, in the bigger scheme of things, but that taste of it made me feel like, yeah, next year I want to do more and I want to be more part of what you guys do here and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So thanks for listening. <laughs> We're also glad that you are here. Anyone else? Yes, Christian. <laughs> you want to be up, down, or up? <laughs> okay. Good evening, everyone. Well, I didn't um, think I'd do this on my very first visit here. Um, my name is Shane. Um, and just, uh, sure. God, he's awesome. He's amazing. Sorry. Um, 20 months ago, I lost my partner. He died suddenly. Um, two months after that, I had to sell my house. I managed to get a new house just in time before I got retrenched. Um, I've been um, without work for the last year. Um, and in a lot of things I lost, a lot of supports and friends, but God has always pulled through. He has been able to give me whatever I need right when I need it, um, be it financially, health, just somebody to be there. Um, I've also been one of those that haven't always been committed and fully in uh, a steady way. I've, I've known God from all my life, and we've been in a great relationship. But sometimes we wonder, um, more often than not. Sometimes we believe that we have more control and we have more power. We know what we need better than what he does. <laughs> um, and my, my word of encouragement is, is that even if you are just talking to him, Maybe it's not a devotion of a, an hour every day, or you don't meet with him often. He hears you. He hears every moment that you seek him. And sometimes we don't have to have that powerful message. He hears you. So my encouragement tonight for somebody is don't give up. He will give you the right people in your path as you need it and when you need it. Um, and just, he's given me a job that I started two weeks ago. Um, it's, 
Um, I'm a mum to a gorgeous 10-year-old. Um, it's a half-day job, paying a full day salary. And I can still be mum to her after school, which is awesome. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. One more, if there's one more. Yeah, I was also thinking, one more, Lord. <laughs> Funny thing is, Jamie, when I, when I thought about after Suziwe, who's going to share, I thought about you. Hi, guys, I'm Jamie. To be honest, I've been trying to get up, and every time someone next to me gets up, so I'm like, go, go. <laughs> but it's good, because I was very emotional after worship, um, so I think I needed a moment. But yeah, I just have to say, um, yeah, God has been amazing this year to me as well. As Yaku will know, and a lot of you might know, um, my parents are going through a divorce, and I almost lost my dad to COVID halfway through the year. And I am a control person, and it's been such a roller coaster of just feeling no joy and having to really pick myself up, but not being able to, and then really having to rely on the people here. And I can just say that today, as I danced in front of God, it's just this realization he's restored my joy. He is, he's overcome that fear, the control, the health issues that I even got because of the stress. I can just stand here and say, like, he's pulled me all the way through. And those words were just spot on because I could say them and dance them because I just felt them. And another um, encouragement to say, church family is so important. Um, that's what I've experienced this year, and I just want to thank everyone. Thank you. I want to read for us just from Hebrews 4, just three verses, I promise, uh, three, yeah, three verses. Um, the writer says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In this passage it says that we have a great high priest who passed through to the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. And then that we have a high priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses. And we need to understand that even as we approach just Christmas, the reason why Jesus can sympathize with our weaknesses is not because He's all-knowing. It's because He became incarnate, that God became man and lived as a man amongst men, and He submitted Himself to the ways of the world, and He took upon Himself the full weight of the world, but also the weight of our sin. And ultimately, that sin took Jesus to the cross where He died a death that we should have died. But then three days later, Jesus rose from the grave victoriously, defeating death, but also finally finalizing the payment for all sin so that the debt is settled. And as the Scripture says, that there is no further payment needed because of Jesus' death, that the wages of sin, the rightful payment for sin is death, which Jesus then took upon Himself. And then Jesus ascended into heaven, 
um, seated alongside the Father in the heavenly places, but also making a way for us that you and I um, can approach the throne of grace because of what Christ has done. And then the writer says that we may, f- we op- may, we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And the mercy of God is to cover our own weaknesses, our own frailties, our own, um, even our own fears, our sin. And, and I think this passage is so encouraging because it says that because of what Christ has already done, there is a way for you to approach the throne of grace where you can approach God boldly. Now, in our own lives, we have so many reservations when it comes to approaching God that there's, there's so many legitimate things that we sometimes hold against ourselves to say, because of this or this or this, I cannot boldly come to God. I first need to fix some things in my life. And we, 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 we hold on to certain legitimate things in our lives, but the, the deeper truth is that because of what Christ has done, He has broken all those legitimate things, and they've now become illegitimate. The Bible teaches us that the blood of Christ silences the accusations against us. So now the very thing that had previously disqualified you has now become an illegitimate disqualification because Christ Himself has qualified you. Friends, that is incredible. So you get to be, through the qualification of Christ, approach the throne of God. You get to enter into the innermost sanctuary of God, the holiest of holies. You get to enter into because Christ has made a way. The veil has torn. We can enter in. And then at this throne of grace, we receive mercy to deal with our failures. And even maybe tonight you find yourself, you've drifted away from God or you've maybe fallen into um, bad habits again or the, the old way of living again. Or maybe you've never come to a place of fully receiving Christ and fully submitting your life under the Lordship of Jesus Christ to say, Lord, you are worthy of my full devotion. You are worthy of my full life. And you've maybe never come to that place before, but now the Bible teaches us that because of what Jesus has done, you can obtain mercy. Maybe you find yourself tonight in a weak space where your faith is lacking, where your prayers are lacking, and you find yourself struggling to press in and to to be fully devoted to God, but there's mercy available. Maybe you find yourself tonight in a place where you need physical healing. There's mercy available. I said earlier that there's a space where we can look back, and you can look back at the pillars of God's previous faithfulness, and it serves as an encouragement for you to take hold of what God has now put before you now. But the the other side of the coin is that sometimes you can also look back at prayers that have not been answered. Maybe a space where God said no, where God closed the door, or where you're still waiting for prayers to be answered. And, And that can sometimes bring a discouragement over your soul. You see, tonight we share testimonies of what God has been doing But we also need to share sometimes that we're also on a journey where we are participating with what God is busy doing. But we can approach His throne and receive mercy in those moments when we ourselves feel weak, when we ourselves feel that we are failing. And then the Bible says that we can approach His throne and receive grace. And the grace of God is this incredible ability of God beyond your inability, the sufficiency of God beyond your inefficiency, 
the enablement, the supernatural enablement of God for the very things that He has called you for. And we get to approach the throne of grace and receive grace. When we think about next year, there's sufficient grace for us to accomplish the very things that God has called us for, the very things that God has already prepared for us to walk in. So we're going to have a time of, of doing communion together tonight. But before we do, I want to create a space where we respond to either mercy or grace. And we'll, we'll do two prayers, and you are allowed to stand for both. And we're not going to go into detail, so don't worry too much. But if you're in a space tonight where you need mercy, where there's maybe a place of failure, where there's a place of weakness, where there's a place of wandering away from God, where there's a place where you need healing for yourself or someone that you know. There's a place where your faith has maybe become weak and you require mercy tonight. I want you just to stand. Jesus who made a way. So we, we do not enter into the throne of grace on our own merit. We enter on the, the finish and the full and the complete work of Jesus. And therefore, what we get to receive is also not based on our own merit. Friends, that is good news. That God gives us in accordance to His riches and His grace, His sufficiency. And when he gives, he gives in accordance with the finished work of Jesus, which was perfect and complete. So when we receive from him, we receive in accordance to his riches and his grace. You just stretch out your hands in a posture of receiving. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you tonight and, and just enter into the innermost place, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we can access the throne of grace right now. And the, your word says, Lord, that we can receive mercy. That we can receive mercy. And I pray right now, Lord, you know every single person's life. You know every situation. You know every need, every requirement. And we just pray for a ministering of your mercy into our lives right now in Jesus' name. Lord, where there's people who are trusting you for healing, we ask, Lord, for healing mercies in Jesus' name that you will restore people. Where there's people trusting you, Lord, for broken relationships to be redeemed and to be restored, we ask you for mercy, Lord. Lord, where we've fallen back into sin and sin has taken hold of our lives, we ask you for mercy, Lord. Your word says that we humble ourselves before you. We submit ourselves before you and we resist the devil and he will flee from us because we are submitting to you. Lord, where there's a space where our faith has wandered, where our faith has maybe grown cold, we ask you for mercy. Your word teaches us, Lord, that you are the, the author and the perfecter of our faith, the beginning and the end. And we pray, Lord, for a, a restoration and a deepening of our faith. 
where we've stopped trusting you, Lord, where doubt and fear has crept into our hearts, Lord, we pray for, for mercy, that you'll restore us, Lord. If there's something in your life right now that the Holy Spirit is just telling you to, to bring before God in a space of repentance where you acknowledge the sin, but you bring it to God and you say, God, I'm sorry, I repent for this in my life but I'm surrendering it to you tonight. The Bible promises that when we repent, that God restores and refreshes. So if there's anything that the Holy Spirit is stirring in your heart right now, just bring it to God and allow Him to restore you and to refresh you. welcome to, to take your seat. Like I said, you are welcome to stand twice. So if you're in a space tonight where you need grace, now let me explain. God has called you for His purposes. He has called you for His purposes. The Word of God says that there are good works that God has already prepared for you to walk in beforehand. In your mother's womb, He formed you. He designed you. He dreamed about you. And there's a purpose locked up in your life. And you get to walk in that purpose because of God's grace, because of God's sufficiency beyond your own, because of God's ability beyond your own inability. And if you know that there's something that God is calling you towards, but you might be scared, you might be at a space where you're saying, God, there's no way that I can do that. That is a good space, friends, because we acknowledge that apart from Him, we can do nothing, as John 15 says. But you know that God is calling you. You know that God is stirring something in your heart, and you know that next year God is calling you to step out in faith, to step out in boldness. Maybe it is um, just to take hold of dreams that God has been stirring in your heart. Maybe it is to take hold of the gospel that needs to be shared with other people. Maybe it's to obey God into doing something specific or um, speaking to someone about something specific. But you know that there's something that God has been stirring in your heart. That you're aware that you need His grace. I want you to stand. Some of you are sitting because you are still looking at yourself through the eyes of man or the eyes of your own past. There's a space where the calling of God rests not on your own works or your own good performances, but because of what Jesus has done, He restores you into a place where it is as if you have never sinned. The gospel does an incredible work, friends. It redeems you. It unlocks the prison in which you were bound up in. But then it restores you in a rightful relationship with God, but it also restores your identity and your purpose, not because of anything that you have done, all because of Christ. And now for us to walk in the very thing that Christ has purchased for us, we need grace. So if you're in need of grace tonight, I want you to stand. I want you also just to stretch out in a posture of receiving. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's a dangerous prayer, but you've already stood up. Lord Jesus, 
Thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you for taking hold of me. You call me your own. You call me your treasured possession. I belong to you. I give you my life. Help me to obey you, to trust you for the rest of my life. Would you come and stir faith in my heart to do the very things that you've called me to do? I acknowledge my own weaknesses. I acknowledge my own inabilities. I acknowledge tonight, apart from you, I can do nothing. I need your grace. Would you grace me for the things that you've called me for and the things that you've prepared for me? I take hold of your grace right now. I want to do a last prayer before we do communion. And if you're trusting God for something specific next year, I know some of you are trusting for work, but if you're trusting God for something specific next year, I just want you to stand. If you're sitting, won't you trust God for something specific next year? <laughs> It really blows my mind to think that we have this access to God, the God who by His words formed the universe, that God spoke and the universe was created. That we get to have access to this God and we get to make our hearts known to Him. The Bible invites us to say that we can bring our desires before the Lord. Now, God won't always say yes because sometimes our desires are not great but He invites us to make our requests known to Him. And I want you just in this moment where there's just an, an atmosphere of faith, would you just take a moment and make a request known to God? What is that thing in your heart? And it doesn't have to be Christianese. Sometimes we filter our prayer that it has to be a scripture. What is on your heart right now? What is that thing that you are trusting God to come and do next year? And would you just take this moment and would you pray and make your request known to God?
Psalm 145 says, The Lord is righteous in all His ways, gracious in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear Him. He also will hear their cry and save them. Lord, right now we thank You that You hear our prayers. And we ask You, Lord, for Your mercy and all of the things, Lord, that we've brought before You now. Thank You, Lord, that right now You just minister Your comfort and Your peace to us as we bring our lives before You, as we bring our hearts' desires before You. Would You just come and flood our hearts right now with Your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can have confidence that you've heard us tonight. And we pray, Lord, for your provision, your breakthrough in the areas that we've brought just into your inner most holy place tonight. That we get to enter into the courtroom of God and lay, make our requests known to you because, Jesus, you made a way. And we thank you, Lord, that we can bring these things to you as an offering. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you not to, well, those who are sitting can stand. I want you to get communion and then come back to your seat. All my days have been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head And I will sing of the goodness of scripture in 1 Corinthians 11 and then we'll do communion together so if you've already had communion um, then you just had a, a juice and a, and a biscuit and you, then you go get communion again 
So Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, he says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we're going to take from the bread, and you can break it. Jesus, tonight we want to thank you for your body that was broken and bruised for us. The beating and the scourging and the, the pain that was meant for us, the pain that was, that was caused by our sin, you took upon yourself and your body was broken for us so that we might receive healing. We want to thank you tonight, Lord, for your body. Let's partake in goes on to say in the same way also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me so Lord Jesus tonight we want to thank you for your blood that has cleansed us from all sin and all unrighteousness and because of your blood we are purified and we are declared holy righteous and blame free We thank you, Lord, that, that every weight of sin is washed clean off of us because of your blood. Every lie and accusation of the devil that, that he still tries to hold up against us has been nullified and broken by the blood of Jesus. We want to thank you for your blood, Jesus. Let's partake in the blood of Christ. finishes to say, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now it sounds a little bit like a weird thing to proclaim, <laughs> like we proclaim the Lord's death, but friends, in his death is our resurrection. In his death is our victory over sin. In his death, the enemy is defeated by the very thing that the enemy has thought his victory had come by crucifying Christ. His power was broken. And as we proclaim the death of Christ, we remind ourselves of what has been done, what has been broken, and we raise up with Christ. So we're going to do three more songs. Huh? Okay, Kanan says he's happy to continue. <laughs> so I want us to stand. And we're just going to continue to worship God. Lord Jesus, we thank you that tonight we can proclaim your death, Lord, over, over our past, over our sin. We can proclaim the death of Christ over the power of the enemy. You have defeated the grave, Lord. You have broken the power of sin. And we get to stand and sing as free men and women because we belong to you. Lord, we get to proclaim over this year that you are good. We get to proclaim over everything that we've gone through that you are good, that you are cons consistently good and faithful. We get to proclaim over next year that you are good, 
right now, Lord, as a church, we choose to take upon ourselves a position of faith and declare over our own lives, over our families, over the places where you've placed us, that you're good. And may we see the goodness of God being ushered into the world as we, your church, live from your goodness. Live from your fullness, Lord.
praying for today one thing I just felt in my heart was I think with everything that's going on around us it's easy to let fear slip in and fear dictate the decisions that we make and sometimes we'll allow that fear even to influence the decisions we'd make even for God and I just was reminded of that scripture that says perfect love cast out all fear and as you go into this holiday season and this time of rest for many of us, I just pray that you won't do things out of fear. You won't not do things out of fear. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't wear your mask. I'm not saying be silly and don't have wisdom. What I am saying is that if you want to spend time with people, you can do it. Because sometimes we can isolate ourselves. And that's not good. So don't make your decisions based on your fear. Make it out of what you know God wants for you. And I'm going to declare this song over us. And I want you to declare it over your life. If you don't want to sing it over your life, sing it over the person next to you. Because we are no longer slaves to fear, right? You unravel me. With a melody, you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemy till all my fears are gone, and I'm no Time. And I'm no longer 
with your voices one more time. Make one shout of victory right now. Hallelujah. Come on, we can do better than that. Jesus, we love you, Lord. This last song that we're doing is kind of a new song, but I think you know it. It's quite popular. You don't know it the words are on the screen and yeah let's let's just sing this i love the words the words are powerful it says the weapon may be formed but it won't prosper when the darkness falls it won't prevail because the god i serve knows only how to triumph my god will never fail and if you believe this today let's declare it last song Last shout. <laughs> Let's give it our all. And the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows 
God will never fail. Yes, He won't. And my God will never fail. Cause I'm gonna see a victory. And I'm gonna see a victory. For the power in the mighty name of Jesus and every war he wages he will win and I'm not backing down from any trying cause I know how this story ends I know Cause I know how this story ends Let's see it out And I'm gonna see a victory And I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord And I'm gonna see a victory next part is a declaration we need to sing it out with all that we have and we declare it it says you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turned it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy Take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take, you're turning it around, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good cause I'm gonna see a victory and I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord and I'm gonna see a victory This song just goes so well with it. When I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted up. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, and I'll sing through the night. 
belongs to you Just that kick when I fight I fight on my knees With my hands lifted up Oh God, the battle belongs to you And every fear I lay at your feet And I'll sing through the night Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm gonna see a victory. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph And my God will never fail Yes, Lord And my God will never fail Yes, He won't fail How we praise You We lift up Your name Lord, I just want to thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that we could feel you so tangibly in this place today. God, I want to honor you for who you are, for you being a good father. Because we can stand here strong knowing that the weapon may be formed against me, but it won't prosper. Because my God, you will never fail. God, I just pray that as we go into our holiday season or whatever December might look like for a lot of us, I pray that we will remember this, that my God would never fail. My God will never fail. And I just pray that over every person here, that you would bless them, that you would keep them, that you would make your face to shine upon them, God. In Jesus' name.